0: Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGruder, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision-making. I'm here with Peter Coghill and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. And this week, we're discussing freak accidents.
1: Nick, kick us off. Well, this was inspired by the tragic news that... um, Love Island's Theo Campbell Who appeared on Love Island He's my favourite Whatever Love Island is I think it's a thing Which influences Kind of Influencer type people Go there don't they Instagram type people Yeah And they have sex With each other or something Yeah and they're
0: all like... They're, all the men are really muscly and all, the all women really are really... They're all really good-looking, aren't
1: they? Are all the women are really new... I mean, everyone's really good-looking these yeah. days, aren't they? I, 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 yeah, because we're all... Just look around all, this room. We're all one big Instagram yeah, fan. And we're <laughs> old, so... <you> know. Anyway, <laughs> poor old Theo Campbell, his, uh, he lost his sight in one eye because of a rogue champagne cork while in Ibiza. I had... I'm not interested enough in the incident to find out exactly who was opening the champagne and whose fault it was. Uh, I mean, to be honest, uh, you, uh, being able to open a champagne bottle correctly is, to to my mind, a very basic skill. But someone obviously hadn't been trained. What's important
0: is that his girlfriend, who I think he met on Love Island, has, is sticking by him. So yeah, I mean, you know, nice. well,
1: he's now he gets to wear a piratey eye patch. And in, in some ways, you know, probably had his coolness enhanced. Yeah. He's certainly more so, famous yeah. as a result. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah, good yeah. for him. Yeah. And the question is, should we worry about that kind of thing? Like, you know, do we worry too much or not enough
0: mm. about
1: these freak accidents? You know, and um, and uh, if so, what should? If not, what should we, we be worrying about? Are we worrying too much in general? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, that's that's what we're talking about. Okay. Go, okay. uh, Peter.
2: So yeah, so I th- I, I think we should consider what the anatomy of a freak accident is what makes something a freak accident so the obvious definition is that it's this it's something that happens with a low prob. it's a low probability thing of happening it's unlikely in mm. some way that you know champagne cork in the eye fairly unlikely you know less likely than maybe getting something in your eye which causes you to go blind a piece of tree or a stick or something um but also there's I think there's a dimension to it which is less mathematically quantifiable, which that freak accents in common parlance often refer to things which are in some way particularly dramatic or yeah. tragic or funny or um just sort of. Something other than their their
0: being less likely. Well, so, so for a moment, should we substitute the word "freak" for "random"? Because, and are you saying that they look they people say they're random, but they're not. They're actually just those other things that you've just. Well, described. I think we can
2: explore both in parallel, but to, to distinguish between the two, yeah, I think the the, the less likely events, the champagne cork in the eye, perhaps they are they're more they're more random if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, whereas the freak accidents are the particularly funny ones, and there's. There's lots of great sort of uh, BuzzFeed type lists out there. Cool. Um, I've got a few. Brilliant. Which I'll, I'll pepper throughout the conversation. But yeah. My, my, my favourite uh, unusual death uh, is uh, quite an old one. So Alan Pinkerton, mm. uh, who was the founder of the Pinkerton direct, uh, detective agency in Chicago. Yeah. Um, uh, he died by tripping on the pavement, which isn't a particularly unusual thing. Bit his tongue. Again, not a particularly unusual thing. But died from gangrene. As a oh. result of the infection. Okay. And That was in 1884. Okay. So that was I mean, that's so that's that, that is an example of something that's not an unusual event. Tripping over or biting your tongue, and perhaps getting an infection isn't particularly unusual, particularly in those days when hygiene was uh, yeah. less good than it is now. But um, some way there's a sort of poetic justice to it because, by all accounts, the by many accounts the Pinkertons weren't very nice in the way they went about doing things. So for someone with so so much sort of authority and power to die to die in such a sort of trivial way. But also involving
1: his tongue, which also had been the instrument yeah, of was... so much revelation. Was he on a particular
0: case at the mo- at that time, do we know? Or he just uh, he was just walking down the street? I
2: think I don't know. There was no okay. particular Yeah, nothing nothing to do with his work. This was just a freak occurrence. Okay. Uh
0: yeah, no, let's have a let's any more accidents, I want to hear oh, more there's there's millions of them. So um
2: yeah, so there's a guy called Hans uh, Stalining, Stalininger, uh who was a, a bureaucrat and sort of town master of um, uh, Brown now in what is now Austria, he, he died by breaking his neck by tripping over his own beard. <laughs> 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 Which apparently was about uh, four and a half feet long at the time.
0: Yeah. You can imagine that happening, actually, breaking your neck I mean, from tripping It must
1: have been yeah. pretty short.
2: Was yeah, he going what, up. Maybe he was walking upstairs or something. This was in 1601, so the uh, it does the, the detail available on yeah. Wiki, uh, Wikipedia. I didn't go into the the references, but um, uh, it. So what? So I, another that highlights another interesting dimension that perhaps we could explore, which is when does a when does an accident like freak accident or yeah. accident become just misadventure?
1: Yeah. Well, so I've got, can I just? I want to throw my favorite. Uh, go on then. Yeah. So. Um, well you'll all be familiar with uh with Sigurd uh, uh, Isteinson. I mm, of course. Yeah, 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 who was the Earl of Orkney in the eight, in the 8th eight, eight, uh, 9th century. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember him? Yeah, I remember him. He's famous because he died. He was the I think he's the only known person to be killed by the severed head of his enemy. <laughs> uh, who he killed Mayl Brichter. Okay. His, his uh, You remember that guy? He yeah. was like, yeah. Uh, anyway, apparently he killed him and severed his head and put the head on his sad- the saddle of his horse. Right. And then as he was riding, the teeth from the skull gave him an infected wound, which he then died of. Wow. So he was so he got... effectively bitten so to death by revenge. his... posthumous revenge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wonder so where it so bit him. Like like on his... <laughs> I guess on his leg or something. If it's an infection, it doesn't really matter, does it?
0: Yeah. So I remember about three to four years ago having a conversation with you, Nick, in this very room. Um, and I was talking about a random, a um,
1: uh, freak occurrence, random accident. That I'd oh, the the poor chap who was killed by the hay bale. No, yeah, um, it was. It was that guy who was in the band, the one who was killed when a hay bale rolled in front of his car, and he the, got. He was in a. He was in like the Who or something. It was famous this is not musician. familiar to me. Okay,
0: go on. Well, what it was, it was it, it, it was. I just read about it in the newspaper a couple of days before. I think it was a couple of teenagers were were driving. Um, Back to university or something along mm. a along a um, a dual carriageway in Hertfordshire, I think it was, um, and then out of the blue, a deer jumped out of a nearby forest um, straight into their windscreen, um, killed them both. Um, car crash killed them both, um, and it was you know it was, it's it's a, h- a horrible story, and and if you think of the um, the things that had to happen for that to happen, okay um and i, I think i was say i was i think i was asking to you oh this is a, an awful random thing that happened mm. there's nothing we can do about these things and i think you were saying actually
1: no there is stuff
0: that you can do about this and it's not as random as you think or it's not as out of the no, blue no I, I take think, issue or... with
1: the idea of something being random i mean right. what we what we're talking about is ignorance yeah that there are things we're ignorant of so look we need to encapsulate all this that what's our question? things that we're ignorant of um Uh, well no i mean it's related well you asked me a question and i was answering it and now you've asked me a different question halfway through the answer well what was the question pretty much what was the question should we worry about uh freak accidents do we worry about answer the question then i uh actually think we should we should worry less about freak accidents okay if i had to if i had to summarize However, I don't worry about them. I I want to use this opportunity to call attention to the Royal uh, Society for the Protection of Accidents campaign. Prevention of Accidents? Yeah, sorry. Prevention prevention of Accidents. (laughs) Okay, sorry. So, the Royal Society for the Prevention of Accidents, who up until about 2003 were funded to collect sample data from hospitals, people who were hospitalized, to find out why they were there, right? uh and they had the, they have a the fantastic um data set from from the olden days up to about 2003 of all the things you know all the it's all the the stories you used to hear about the person people who've fallen into the bath and drowned or yeah, yeah, you yeah. know tripped over their hoover or fallen upstairs or died in mysterious in connection with a grandfather clock and that kind of thing but they're no longer funded so i i it a real shame so i just i just want to call attention to their campaign um i it, it, that being said it, it's not terribly easy to find out uh you know wh- what the rate of free ac- freak accidents actually is you mm-hmm. know of kind of um I, I mean completely out of the blue people who you're not talking about people who get a disease i suppose i mean that's not really sometimes you know the, i mean if you look at the causes of death as reported on the ons nearly everyone dies of a you know of an injury or disease right so it's not i mean of course so the proximate cause of someone dying is always going to be a skull fracture mm-hmm. so so unfortunately can't really tease out from that to what extent there were freak accidents but we can start to put bounds on it um so if you look at people my age uh uh 35 to Forty-nine is the age bracket in, in that group, um, uh, which is about about basically about a million people at every age along there, and it, but in that entire group, uh, total deaths are about seventeen seventeen thousand, um, which is only only a thousand, so it's about a thousand sorry a thousand per age, so it's about one in a thousand chance that you might die at my age, and um, actually none of them no no causes of death are massive, you know the top cause of death is cirrhosis. Yeah, so there's about a one in a thousand chance of dying, and about a one in ten thousand chance of dying of cirrhosis. Obviously, you can affect that by choosing not to drink and stuff. That's the top cause. So we, and, and now, so that the kind of dying of normal diseasey type things is is very rare uh, among people of my age. Um, it's it, it, dying at all. It's very rare. Uh, but when you look at sort of ex, uh, external causes um so this and this is the best i can do really is trying to find uh people who were um who who, who died of something other than a disease of some sort um i uh i've got about um about 80 i reckon about 80 per you know so someone my age about 80 people my my age a year die in Britain mm. from from something we would classify as a sort of external cause, which might be you know, a car accident or, or falling down the stairs, which is minuscule. It's an absolutely minuscule chance of... And in there is going to come all your freak accidents, all your falling out of a window type type accidents. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, what, what I'm saying is we probably worry too much about dying. And I, and one thing, I mean, I'm obviously like uh, you, Fraser, probably utterly paranoid. Whenever I can't see my children um i you know because my son walks home from school i always worry about him i always think, oh he's 10 minutes late it's virtually impossible i've been no one almost no children uh, are are killed uh, as pedestrians on the road it's incredibly rare it's a handful it's less than 10 a year yeah you know the chance of it happening to you and you know obviously it's horrendous if it does but the chance of it happening is so small that there is no earthly justification if you're going to worry about that there's all sorts of other things you should worry about first
2: Oh, unless the worry is what's driving down the figures. So you're worried Good about your point. kids. So many parents would go and pick them up. So the the chance of them getting run over on the road would go down and the
1: chance of being killed in the car smash might go up. So, But overall, the rate of death goes down. That's the the problem with these things, is you don't know what the base la- baseline behaviour is. All you can say is, okay, if I'm kind of average, and I am kind of average, I mean... You know, I know. No, you're it's, not. You're extraordinary. It's thanks, Peter. Uh, it's very common. I mean, I think everyone at that school walks home. Uh, you know, in different directions. Uh, quite a lot of kids. I mean, quite a lot of kids walked home in the previous school he was at. So I don't think I'm unusual. Now, if he walked home across a mountain ridge
0: hmm.
1: for twenty miles, then I, that's going to be different. It's a different calculus. That's so you that would always be child to, abuse. Yeah, you also. Well, no, because in Mongolia, that's just normal. Um. So you know you've got so you've got to take into account the differences for your particular circumstances. And if you're a professional champagne opener, yeah, you're you're going to be in more line to get blinded by champagne cork. Um. But basically, the the I think the best the best thing to look at is micro morts. I think we've discussed them before. It's just a good way of standardising death risks from things. I think when we talked about that Australian who got uh who, the Australians who got with into the a crocodile cage
0: fighting in, with a crocodile, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and making the point that you know your your risk of death is pretty much zero if you stay in downtown Melbourne, you know, but if you go into a crocodile infested river your your chance of death goes up, yeah. but if we what you can do is look at different activities and say well how how many million uh, one in a million chances of death do I get from doing this so for example, running a marathon is seven microts if you're on a marathon on average uh, you've got seven in a seven and seven in a million chance of dying. And the, the by far the most dangerous thing on this list is climbing Everest. Do yeah. you want to make a guess? Uh, only... I remember it's similar to smoking.
0: The risk, I remember that
1: possibly lifetime risk. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but what is it like? A, I have a guess. Uh, a... So you've
1: got seven seven micro is running a marathon. I guess how many marathons of danger is is climbing Everest? Uh, I
0: estimates? would say it's like running a hundred marathons.
1: Yeah, it's it's. Um, it's considerably more. It's more like about. It's something more like five hundred marathons, okay. forty thousand micromorts, scuba diving. That's pretty per dangerous dive, per dive. Have you per done dive. scuba diving? Oh
0: yeah, I was a dive master. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I. Um, it's going to be less dangerous. I think it's less dangerous than climbing Everest.
1: Oh, for sure. But per um, dive. Yeah, go on. About the same as a marathon. Okay. Ten micromorts. Oh, but
0: okay, but but people would dive more regularly than they would um, run a marathon. So it's more dangerous, therefore.
1: Uh, And I I also looked at, you know, people always say, oh, if you worried about that, you'd stay indoors. You'd never go out. And I thought, well, actually, how safe would you be if you just stayed indoors? 50% of people die at home. (laughs) Yeah. 50% of people who die from from external causes die at home. So at the very most, you are going to reduce your mortality by 50%. And given that, as I said earlier, your chance, my chance of dying from external causes is minuscule. It's of the order of one in, you know, uh, 10,000. Um, I'm, I'm not shaving very much off by staying at home. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, look, I don't know if there's much to discuss here because I think the reason why is people worry about this stuff is because although the chances are very small of death by these whatever manner, um, our chance of death overall is one in one right um (laughs) and so people are kind of aware of that um and then two is either we know someone or, or or more likely we read about this stuff and that makes it seem uh all we see on tv radio whatever and so therefore it becomes more present um and three i think is just the amount of value that we attach to our own lives which is pretty high um, and so those yeah. three things together, it yeah, makes us worry I, about this stuff. I, I mean,
1: it, it only really matters when there's a trade-off. Like, if you can do something which makes you safer, I would say putting your seatbelt on, for example, is almost never not a good idea.
0: Yeah, or wearing a bicycle helmet. Yeah, um, I mean, it's
1: it's almost free to do, Yeah, and, and, and it reduces your risk. So yeah. I, the thing is that risk people, like me, I guess, are very caught up with the idea that people out there are kind of idiots and worry about the wrong things and um you know i think everyone thinks oh we're not very good at handling low probability risks and we we worry about being murdered so it's not true people don't worry about being murdered they don't they what people worry about for themselves right the things that people worry about happening are all about relationships and work and money and and their long-term health so i'm not even sure it's true that people do worry about you know becoming the victim of a freak accident yeah
0: yeah
2: yeah peter uh I I'd like to go back to like the idea of the cause of death being less or more likely. Mm. If you if you are, if you philosophically speaking if you argue from a from a determinism point of view then you could say that every death no matter how weird is equally as likely because they are all the product of a unique set of circumstances to to arrive at that particular
1: situation so there's no there's no any given situation is no more or less likely than any yeah. it's our classification the fact that we choose to classify cancers as the same type of thing yeah mm. whereas if we gave each cancer its own name classified yeah. it as it, a separate disease it would seem like a yeah so the, which can, it is, really. so the
2: cancer that would kill me would be my specific petechoccal cancer mm. but that would that cancer being there is a product of Everything to do with my life, everything to do with my genetics, everything to do with the my entire family tree, and everything, every decision, and yeah. cigarette I smoked and beer I had throughout my entire life. Yeah, all of those had their small contribution to that ultimate cancer.
1: Yeah, I mean, but the interest, and this is why I'm always sort of you know saying that it's not helpful to talk about luck and randomness as though that's a feature of the universe it's a feature of our ignorance and i think one of the when we when we are going to see some big advances in in health outcomes is going to be because we get much better it's not about treating or preventing it's going to be much much better at detecting you know the cigarette that gives you cancer because there is one there's going to be one cigarette now we talk about it as though it's a, a kind of cumulative thing but you really it's that cancer is going to be caused by some by a molecular change which happens at one point mm. and uh, if we can detect it really, really early, like you imagine you could just go into Tesco's and be screened for cancer instantly, um, then then you you know you'd have a hundred um, percent survival rate on on removing those cancers. So yeah, I think I think those you know really there's a lot of uh, advances, a lot of low hanging fruit in the in just the sort of detection yeah. area. And and it's you know, a difficult just... example
2: to actually make real because that that's sort of we're talking about a particular molecular change at a at the at the level of dna yeah. being able to identify that one cancer cell ultimately spreads and eliminating it immediately yeah
0: uh okay well, look we're pretty much there in terms of finishing off um i've got a question um and actually is, is one of the rule of thumb uh um, measures that you like to use which is you know of how likely someone mm. that, of something is to happen is do you know someone that this yeah. has happened to so um, although we've got lots of wonderful examples of freak accidents which I would like to hear more about but um, maybe you can choose a favourite one have that have that in your in your drawer ready for, to finish us off Peter but yeah. um, do you know someone who's had a freak accident they don't have to have died um, but I know of one which is actually quite sad especially since you know it's kind of someone I sort of know Um And I don't know what relation this person is to me. Perhaps you'd be able to tell me. So, my sister-in-law in in Brazil, her husband has a sister, and that sister's husband. This happened to Christ. So, what that person is to me, I don't know. But anyway, he was a very keen um, uh, bonsai uh, person. You know, you mean the trees, the The little miniature trees, Yeah. yeah. And one day he was uh, pruning one of them and he was pruning a particularly difficult bit and was pulling at it, something like that. And as he pulled it, the the specialist um, scissors, whatever they are, went back, and he stabbed himself in the eyeball oh God. Um, with this and um, and blinded himself okay um, horrible i mean, I really feel for the poor bloke you know um so I feel a bit bad saying well, this is one of my favorite freak accidents, but anyway that 's one that i 'm aware of, and yeah you know, I know, and I
1: guess i i mean the thing is if we are talking about um things of the order of one in ten thousand, then we should know someone who knows someone who you know has had a free freak accident. Um, or it's the sort of thing that would happen to one of your friends at some point during your life, you know, mm. uh, the only thing I can contribute, and I didn't know the person, I, I can't even tell you their name, but a, 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 my, uh, a friend of mine, mine's wife is Norwegian and, uh, she knew someone who was eaten by a polar bear, which is pretty extraordinary. It's not the kind, why are you laughing? <laughs> it's It's not the kind of thing. That you would want uh, to happen to you? No. If you're going to be eaten by any animal, that's quite a noble one to to be eaten by. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, polar bears are scary enough as it is. The idea of one eating you is yeah, um, not nice,
0: not nice. Yeah, being eaten alive by a polar bear. Oh no. Uh, Peter, have you got one?
1: Not any personal or or family
2: or friend uh, examples, but I'll give another historical. Okay, let's, one.
0: Okay, so here we go. This is yeah. I'll give two. These, two. Are both, okay. these are both. Okay. This is going to finish us off. So these. Yeah. So yeah.
2: so in 1660, Thomas Urquhart, or Urquhart, a Scottish arist- aristocrat, he 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 laughed himself to death on hearing that Charles II had taken the throne. <laughs> It is a good one that, isn't that it? is. I tell you
1: what, look Fraser's killing himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Calm down Fraser, We yeah. don't want another one. Yeah, yeah. Um
2: uh there uh, the, the, the uh, there's uh, various stats on weird causes of death uh, it, for, uh on the internet. And so auto erotic asphyxiation. Right. Um in the US per year around a 1000 people are die from that. Wow.
1: You can you can make things safer for you by not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was that Tory MP, wasn't there, Stephen Milligan? Get, get your yeah. kicks in another country. Sadly, key who's way. who will never be known for anything other than having died through auto erotic asphyxiation. Didn't he have an orange in his mouth? Is and that right? he was wearing stockings, I think. Yeah, yeah. extraordinary stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Each to their own. Uh, each to their own. So
2: yeah, own. it's quite a it's it's a, it's a relatively sort of uh, dangerous activity, unsurprisingly.
1: But I, I think I think our response to it Being is basically MP. quite rational in that I think we are. Uh, we we like them we like these stories but I don't think we're unduly is anyone here unduly scared that that's going to happen to them I mean I'm not but if you are going to put a plastic bag over your head make sure you've done a risk assessment first yeah
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) all right let's stop there Um, (laughs) thank you as always for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast Um, I'm Fraser McGrew I've been here with Nick Hare and Peter Coghill be careful out there until next time bye bye